You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. And welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and uh, this week I'm at the Chunk. I'm Doge, and it's like the guy who's sitting at a bar, and a priest walks in, pulls up a chair. The guy says, wait a minute. He says, I, I hate to tell you this, don't waste your time, but I happen to know there's no God. The priest says, yeah, how's that? The guy says, uh, I'm an explorer in the North Pole. I've been caught in a blinding storm once, freezing. I was blinded, freezing to death. And I prayed, if if there's a God, save me now. Now, God didn't come. The priest says, you know, how's that? He says, you're alive. He must have saved you. He said, no, God never showed up. A chunk came along. You can always count on Doge for the longest quote. I love it. I need time to get into character. <laughs> it shifts, I'm Carter, it forms as it goes. I'm Carter and... Coughlin, throw down your weapon. Chunk you. <laughs> I just I want to circle back. I do I love the idea of Doge's quotes. He's just throwing down the train tracks in front of the train as it rolls. Mm. And that's really great. Mm. It builds. It builds it's upon itself. It so tell me why itself. uh was it you, Jordan, that was the hunk this week? Was, no, I'm a chunk. Hmm. Oh. I am too. Doge was it well no, I'm the chunk too. Maybe that's because of a little Do you guy. hear those drums? <laughs> Do you hear those drums? <laughs> is that a blue is that a blue fishing shirt? An outdoor fishing shirt I see? <laughs> Our hunk this week. I wish he was a guest chunk with us, but he's uh, not. Our oh, hunk man. this week is Jeff Jeffrey Probst. Probst because Jeffrey. from from where the crow flies right now in the temporal time slip that we're recording in, uh, we are, what, f- is it five days out from Survivor uh, Season 41? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, by the time you're hearing this episode, uh, we will be 
six days past the premiere and one day away from episode two of season 41 yes. of Survivor. Yeah. Um, I am amped out of my absolute Very gourd. Yeah. Very yeah, pretty excited. pumped. Pretty, pretty pumped. Is this the longest running, uh, I mean, longest running reality show? Yeah. Uh, I believe it has it's the most seasons. To, I don't know if it's the longest time running. I think running. it and Big Brother are very close. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because they were around the same time. I don't know if Big Brother had much of a hiatus, if ever. Mm. It, it would make complete sense for me to also be into that show because it's basically sure. the same thing, but in a house. Sure. Yeah. Now, um, does does Big Brother have a million-dollar jackpot as well? Yeah. It does? Okay. Uh-huh. So they mm. both have a million-dollar jackpot. That's pretty yes. good. Like, that, that. I think that it is the biggest— a million is the biggest prize money— for a reality competition. Really ever heard of who wants to be a millionaire? That's also right. big. That's that's the same amount. <laughs> it's been bigger sometimes, but yeah, for recurring right. they've given out they'll give out their 41st million dollars. <laughs> which wow. is pretty insane. That's wild. That's yeah. wild. I uh I am Full blown We're unironic addicted. fans of Survivor, by the way. I think, yeah, no, it's actually oh, not very a, You hear 41 seasons, some people are like, Pfft. I'm like, no, listen to me. I think I, didn't I get you guys into Survivor? Or yes. did you already watch Survivor? It was Survivor? you that finally no. convinced us it's, to watch it. Yeah, you like, me as it. simple as that. Take that as an example. It was just like, they'd never watched it before. I was like, please just give it a shot. There's curated lists out there. Yeah, that's it, what like, I used. Our chunkies out there, if you haven't watched Survivor, it's worth. And I think it would honestly even be fine for you to jump in this season. Yeah, you don't just have do to go. Yeah, just, there's not like plot start on lines. This, is, this season is a brand new, like a, an all new cast that's all newcomers. There's no returners. So it's not like you need to no know returners. anybody's backstory or anything for right. this season. They might but. reference some other people from shows before because it has kind of become, there's like canon in Survivor. Yeah. Like it's, no, but, I, I'll say this. I don't know if this is popular or unpopular. I'm sure there's opinions split different ways. But it's about Survivor? I think no, yeah. No, this <laughs> I is think the popular. opinion I'm about to present, uh, which is I I am firmly in the camp of a season with returners or even all returners is always going to be my favorite. Yeah, I do love uh, having returners. I just love continued relationship with the players, like that we as mm. the viewers get to have, like watching people um like evolve over the time that they play and watching them become like experts at the game absolute yep. blast can't get enough so betty phone it's the best so the other thing that i do like i could talk about survivor for the rest of our runtime if we're not careful <laughs> um the other thing that i love very much is uh this series heist to me um, this is the final episode of the series, which is crazy. And, Come and gone. I feel like it deserves another uh, time in the sun someday because three yeah. three heist movies is not enough for Jordan. I'll tell you that right nah. now. So we are wrapping up with Doja's offering, the one he brought to yeah. the table, uh, which is the uh, 2000, what, 10, 11, 2011? 10. 2010 Ben Affleck vehicle. Uh, known as The, the Town. Town. And uh, can't wait to start talking about it. This is Doge's first watch, so it's only right it's true. that he drops a synopsis straight in our laps. Drops a synopsis might need to stick around. Drops a synopsis. I drop yeah. a nop. Drop a nop. This week's synopsis 
has no author, and thus sprung fully formed from the head of Zeus, as did Athena in the old country. (laughs) The old country. (laughs) The son of a tough Charlestown, Massachusetts thief, Doug, passed on his chance to walk the straight and narrow in favor of becoming a career bank robber. Not only is Doug's crew one of the most ruthless in Boston, but they're also one of the best. They never leave a trace of evidence and always make a clean break. Over the years, Doug's fearless partners in crime have become something of a surrogate family to him. Jim, Jeremy Renner, the most dangerous of the bunch, is the closest thing Doug has ever had to a brother. But a divide begins to open between the two career criminals when Jim takes bank manager Claire Kesey, Rebecca Hall, hostage during a particularly tense heist, and the group subsequently discovers that she hails from their own tight-knit suburb. When Jim proposes that the gang make an effort to find out just how much Claire recalls about the crime, Doug fears that his volatile partner may do more harm than good and volunteers himself for the job. Later, Doug turns on the charm while pretending to bump into Claire by chance and becomes convinced that she doesn't suspect him of being the same man who just robbed her bank. As the feds turn up the heat on the gang, Doug finds himself falling for Claire and searching desperately for a means of cutting his ties to his criminal past. But with each passing day... Jim grows increasingly suspicious of Doug's true motivation. So this is just a full spark notes of the movie, I guess. Now caught between two worlds with no chance of turning back, Doug realizes that his only hope for finding a happy future is to betray the only family he's ever known. This is the classic IMDb case of, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to type something, it's going to be the best synopsis on here. I get through the first 30 minutes and I'm so tired of typing, so I'm going to sum it up in two sentences after that. We have a super duper detailed account of the first like 30 minutes of this movie. And they're like, and then and the rest of the movie, other it just, it continues it does and will surprise you. More stuff does happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it feels like there are a lot of synopsis and maybe that is sort of the, the, what we're seeing happen is people writing most of it or like too much at the beginning being like, I'm done. But it feels That's like it. there's so many it, synopses right? <laughs> that we read that are like, if I describe the first act in vivid detail, people will want to watch this, but I'll leave act two and three in mystery. Sure. Yep. Like we get a lot of those. It's very interesting. Doge, this was your first watch. Will you, will you? Sure what, was. What, what did you know about it going in and did it meet expectations in any way? Like what, what was this like for you? I think this is, in my mind, there was a bit of a Benazance. Sure. Uh, yeah. And he sort of came back into good graces and then he did some bad Batmans and he's has sort of fallen out of sure. good graces again. But sure. this this to me seemed, as I remember it, to be like the beginning of his Benazance. Okay. People were yeah. like, actually, this, this Ben Affleck guy does a pretty good job. So yeah. I just missed it when it came out. Um, but watching <laughs> it this time, I was fully expecting to really love it and really be impressed by Ben in particular. Sure. Uh and that was really the only expectation I went into it with. I didn't know much about the plot at all, um, other than it was heisty. Sure. Uh, and so I was, I mean, expectations were fully met and exceeded by Ben alone. In fact, Ben Affleck is my super pump for this movie. Okay. Ben Affleck is absolutely wonderful in this. I think this is the right way to use Ben Affleck as a director, and our director does happen to be Ben Affleck, so I think he's playing to his <laughs> he own knows, strengths. He knows how mm-hmm. to use himself. He's playing to his own strengths really, really well here. Um, and I think <laughs> that there are lots of examples of how not to use a Ben Affleck when you have him. Sure. Yeah. I think stuff like this, I think stuff like Gone Genie. Girl. Oh. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think where he's kind of this like 
I think smarmy is like the key Ben Affleck that you have to have in, in a role to be a believable okay. Ben Affleck yeah. role. Sure. Uh, and yeah. the smarminess here really, really works for me. Sure. And I think no, any, it's tough. It's go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just going to say any any role where he has to wear a superhero costume is probably the bad role to Out, use Ben Affleck right, for. Right. But that's also what makes him maybe one of the best Bruce Waynes. You know, yes. it's like yeah, yeah. totally. The totally. smarminess is completely, that. and and then it's he was wasted. Well, you want to talk about you want to talk about missed opportunities. The whole time I was watching this, not the whole time I was watching this movie. A lot of the time I was watching this movie, and Ben Affleck and John Hamm were together. I could not believe that Ben Affleck was the one out of the two of them that they picked to be Batman. John Hamm, I, know, I will dude. forever feel robbed of John Hamm being Batman. He would have I been know. such a great Batman. I know. I, th- I think even before we get into the plot of the movie, well, granted, we've basically watched the movie once with the synopsis, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I'm going to give my super dump. Okay. Oh. And uh, it, it's likely going to be somewhat of a hot take. Okay. But I feel like I need to say it early. And I like The Town. I think The Town is a good movie. But I have to say that my super dump is Matt Damon. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Interesting. Because these two came on the scene together. Mm -hmm. They are, even though they, most of their careers have been separate, they feel like somewhat of a package deal. Sure. Both these Southie type boys coming in, taking the world through fire and flame, doing very, very well. Matt Damon has done better versions of this movie Hmm. with a better character, in my opinion. Matt Damon in The Departed did not ruin the town for me, but it made me compare the town, or at least Ben Affleck's role in it, because you have these people that are kind of just flirting with disaster, right? Like these two roles that are kind of either, uh, and again, they're both, honestly, what's funny is Ben Affleck is probably more like Leo DiCaprio's character than Matt Damon's character in Departed. But I think because of Matt Damon, I can't, I can't help personally, but always put those two together. And so the whole time I'm comparing him to Matt Damon in Departed, which is really unfair to Ben Affleck. Um, And I think I'm in the camp. I like Matt Damon more, like everything that he does. I like way more than what Ben Affleck does. Okay. Uh, and I know it's strange to go and pull from another movie, but I think it's because we did The Departed so recently and we've right. had a lot of yeah. Matt, uh, yeah. that. And I think that's something that happens sometimes. I think with siblings, it happens sometimes to where you're like watching a movie and you're like, ooh, you know, this could have been the other Franco or I don't know. I don't know exactly right. how you right. do this. Yeah. But uh, that that's my super dump. And I think my viewing of Departed and my love for Matt Damon made me not enjoy this movie as much. Watched it too soon. Which is a bummer. Do you think if you'd watched it in like six months from now? Because it's been, I mean, less than a month since we watched Departed, right? If you watched it maybe six months from now, do you think you'd feel the same? I think it'd be a little bit more diluted. I think I'd still feel the same though. Because every every single trivia on either of the movies of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, I guarantee you there's going to be one of them that mentions for some reason the other. Yeah. When they have nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. And I think both an awesome thing because it really is just a Hollywood fairy tale how those two got started in the business. Uh, But it's also kind of a kind of a curse. curse. Yeah. In my my opinion, it's more of a curse for Ben than Matt. But that's just how I I agree. Now, so the the thing that I've realized watching it um, was that uh, Dan Koch, our guest hunk from about a month ago at this point, uh, 
opened my eyes to something I've never considered before, which is that this is just violent goodwill hunting in some ways. <laughs> it is a little um, bit, yeah. Very interesting to see the similarities between Doug and Will as sort of like the guy who's different than the rest of the guys who wants out of Boston, wants better for himself than what he's been given. Um, It's very interesting, sort of falls in love with the beautiful outsider. Yeah, no, it's it's a, man, it it was an apt comparison that I had never thought of before. And uh, it really stuck with me. Not not necessarily in a negative way, I don't I think. Say, just, yeah, I don't think that diminishes it. No, I don't, I, I don't I think don't, it was I, a bad thing. It was just on yeah. my mind a lot watching it, you know. Um, but yeah, I was, I was really impressed. I want to talk about, um, so a, as we did with National Treasure, I think it's only fair to do with the town. I want to real quick talk about um, sort of my, my heist-based thoughts on this movie, um, which is... I'm struggling with if I think a bank robbery is a heist. For sure it is. Okay. You think so? So the 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 heistiest moment to me, the thing that, that elevates this to heist movie is Fenway. I agree. I think it was a- Fenway was is a the heist to me. Criminal movie until the thing that made Fenway the heist is that we sit down and go, here's our plan. Right. Here's what we're doing. Right. You're on the inside. Like the the- Super thorough detail. We have costume changes. We have deception. We have yes. all that stuff. Now, yeah, I, I don't know because I'm 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 wondering. Uh, I haven't watched. I actually am. I think planning on just watching it this weekend, but I've never seen Heat before, which I've I've yeah I I've heard a lot so of talk as being the heist movie to end all heist movies, and I think that is a heist movie about banks. But I'm wondering if there's actual mm. heistiness involved. But yeah, the the bank robberies, the sort of smash and grab, jump in, get the vault, get out. That doesn't strike me as heists, but Fenway definitely does, which puts this firmly in our heist movie category. Yeah. Uh, but I, when it started, I, my first thought because I had just kind of forgotten other details. I knew Fenway was involved, but when it first started, I was like, Oh no, is this not heisty? <laughs> and then it got there. It, it definitely got there. But yeah, it's it's. Um, I think if anything, this this little three episode uh, series has shown me the uh, how wide and open the funnel of heist movies can really be, which is fun. Yeah, because I, I mean, you can make arguments that Ant Man's a heist. Yeah, movie. it almost right. I was I was thinking like, would you say that Baby Driver or Inception, right, yeah. those things that we've already talked about, would they slot in nicely into this Inception, series? Probably definitely a heist movie. Yeah, yeah. I think you know if 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 we were having like a heist tasting, right? Or we're kind mm-hmm, of going through. Mm-hmm. We sit down mm-hmm. multiple and courses. A heist flight. Uh, they they nice. bring out and then they say and then of course here's the the uh, the purest. This is just. You know why do too much? Uh, it's there's just yeah. a little bit of salt. Uh, you why 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 mess with the heist? You know when the heist is so good on its own. That's, That's Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven. Eleven. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I yeah. think it took it. I think it just took the genre. I think it was so good yeah. at the right time that everything else is kind of like. That's what we're measuring off of, and I love that. Yeah, I think that's so fun. I'm now wishing we had reversed our order of. Yeah. Movie releases <laughs> done oceans at the end, so we could be like, "This is a heist." Uh, but no, I think it's very interesting, and honestly, I think it's helpful to have oceans as our lens through which we view these other two, yeah, totally um, sort of heists. But I want to talk about very quickly things that work in this movie. Lots of them. Um, ben Affleck was almost my super pump. He is not looking, okay. but he was almost felt. my super pump. Holy crap, dude yeah. is 
a certified hottie Holy in this so movie. So here's the here's the the bummer. I think I, I just. I'm deeply wounded by the DC Cinematic Universe. And I want sure. you guys to know this sure. about Poor me. Ben. Yeah. Poor Ben. I mean, I feel Poor bad ben. for him, right? He's a lifelong Batman He's got fan. Matt Damon. Everybody's skewing our our views of Ben. Yeah. Ben is cut in this. Dude. Ben is looking great. Shredded. Absolutely and shredded right Our now. costume designer for the DCEU made him look so puffy. Yeah. He looks more like Lego Batman than comic book Batman. Yes. Yeah, my preferred yeah. Batman look is a more svelte, not wiry well, Batman, but like it's a, because it's because Snidey Boy was hell bent on adapting the Dark Knight Returns. I where know, I everybody's know. as wide as a city bus. Yeah, anyway. I know, I get it, I understand it. Um, but yeah, Ben really works for me. His direction, his writing—I didn't realize this was an adapted screenplay until I read about it this time. Oh. I didn't realize that either. Uh, yeah, it's it's a book. It's a novel first, and then. Hmm. Um, Movie second. So yeah, I didn't realize it was adapted. But yeah, his his writing, his acting, his directing is just all this is some of not the necessarily, but some of the peak bin that we ever have yeah. gotten. And I, I really appreciate it. I agree. That. I um, agree completely. John Hamm was almost my super pump. He's bringing it the not effing around crew, and it's about to go both ways. That's a great yeah. little monologue. Um yeah. I think that he does uh charming, like inviting, but menacing very well in his conversation with uh, Blake Lively. Uh, her character's yeah. name is Krista. Krista. In in the bar. Yeah. And that means this money isn't even worth it. Yeah. 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 It was so good. Yeah. Was I think this he's during, good. during yeah, Mad Men? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Carter, did yeah. you, did you have something to say about John Hamm? It's just not, it's not his best. It's not even like a, I don't think it's his best either. I think I prefer him Man, I was all. Oh, let's have this conversation. I was all let's over have the this place. conversation. So, um, John Hamm in Baby Driver, right? So there's oh, all yeah. these other movies yeah. that I'm like, ugh. So John Hamm in Baby I think that's Driver. That's the best, like intimidating Hamm in a John movie. John Hamm yeah. in yeah. Baby Driver made me want that that level of John Hamm in the town. Here. But then John sure. Hamm in Baby Driver tatted up, uh, goes off. Uh, the edge and just goes crazy makes me want John Hamm to be Jeremy Renner's role in this movie, yeah. even though he got that Academy Award nomination and Renner kills it. I'm like, oh, but Hamm's done better. And he did right. Renner's role better than Renner did in Baby Driver. And I, I just like, I yeah. was so this mixed bag of, em- yeah. <laughs> of emotions. And that's a good point. Judgment. I didn't even think about how that's the same role. The, that's basic. That's Jim. Exactly. It is. Yeah. And it's like he was. It's close for sure. He was taking notes in the town, right? So he was like, I yeah, could, I guess yeah. I could have done it better. That's the rule I wanted anyway. So we we mentioned in our mini Monday yesterday that we want to have a conversation about whether we prefer funny John Ham or intense John Ham. And they're both good. He is so good at both. He's hilarious. If we have yeah. to pick, are you, we're making, I think we should make us pick. I think you have to pick. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm serious, John Ham. Serious. So serious, I think, gives me everything on that side of the scale. Because I also get terrifying John Hamm and like scary John Hamm, which is my favorite John Hamm. Sure. So you're basically excluding his NBC sitcom roles at that point. Pretty much. And Bridesmaids. And Tag and Bridesmaids, yeah. (laughs) Which is so funny, dude. The best, yeah. The best of douchebags in Bridesmaids. He's awful. 
Gosh, maybe I love John maybe Hamm. my one of my favorite things John Hamm has ever done is play Liz's doctor boyfriend in Thirty Rock. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I forgot about that. Loses both hands. <laughs> he gets his so whole- let's let's run down. I mean, let's run down Funny Ham to see what we're losing. Uh, yeah, Tag, Bridesmaids, Thirty Rock are really the three that come to mind. The, which is why the I Reverend think I have and to Kimmy pick. Schmidt. Oh too. yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but his, yeah, the, the, I, every time I see him, I think of his SNL appearance where he does. Uh, it's like an infomercial, and he starts Soy Juan Hamon. I think oh, of that yeah. every single time I see John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. I think because of the comparative size disparity between these two portfolios, I have to go serious John Hamm just because we would lose more John Hamm if I picked the other yeah. one. But I really, really appreciate his comedic timing. I he think is, he's hilarious. He is so funny, but I also have to choose serious John Hamm almost exclusively for the climax of Baby Driver. Yeah, which is just fantastic. phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. So, so it good. seems like the town, even our discussion is suffering a little bit from everything outside of the town that these people have done, which tells me two things. One, um, that we feel stronger about the other things than we do about the town, which I would I would say is true for myself as well. Yeah. But two, it tells me that the casting of this movie was very good if we yeah. can't stop thinking about all the other great things these people have done, you know? Um, I, I, I think one of the biggest casting missteps, though, was Chris Cooper. Love Chris Cooper. Okay. Never have a problem with Chris Cooper. Sure. Love this role for Chris Cooper. This fits him really well. Being Ben I Affleck's you, dad does not fit him very right. well. I yeah. think you have to choose, do you have Chris Cooper be Ben Affleck's dad, or do you have Jeremy Renner be Ben Affleck's friend? Because Chris Cooper looks exactly like an old Jeremy Renner. He looks like he father, is son. <laughs> he looks like he is in real life Jeremy Renner's dad. Right. I that that was just like you, interesting. I don't feel like you can do that. It's you can't have both. I didn't think about it like that. I did think that they don't look like Think about them. Think about didn't. them side by side. Yeah, no, I I see it now. I completely buy that Chris Cooper is Jeremy <laughs> Renner's dad. Sure. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. I, I, I'm actually going to look that up on IMDb just in case that's a, like, you didn't know that Angelina Jolie's John Voight's daughter. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I have a hard time believing that Chris Cooper sired Ben Affleck. I'll say that. Nah, not a chance. That's tough. Uh, just before we move on to other discussion points, I do just want to say underutilized and very good at what she did to me was Blake She was Lively. great. She was, I think she that was she should have been in more of this movie. Yeah, she was really good. I think she had such an intense character that if she was underutilized, it wasn't by much for me. I think if she starts yeah. sure. just playing into yeah. that, uh, which was really all she was asked to do, um, I think she was great. I would have liked to have seen her in normal situations before we see her in intense situations, yeah. though. Like, we really only ever see her for a second at the barbecue, um, getting with uh, Doug at the beginning of the movie, and then kind of her spiral freak out at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't really get to see. I, I don't know. I think those moments are a little more impactful if we're peppered in with this is what norm, a normal day looks like for Krista when she's not in an intense situation. Right. You know, right. Just she's a little taste. Absent. Not much. She's pretty absent from the movie until we need her to move Ben Affleck's story along. Sure. Which I guess, I mean, he's the main character. So that could be argued for almost every character. Right, but sure, yeah. It, it just, it felt a little bit like, oh yeah, I forgot we had this character. Let's well, write her into the just, finale. I wish we dug in a little more um, to the, duh, uh, unintentional, um, to the fact that she's Jim's sister. Do they interact? I actually uh, don't at the barbecue. The, yeah, barely. Yeah. I think that we should have gotten that a little bit more blatantly. Yeah. 
Only, we need a little bit only more at blank, the barbecue. Blake, Blake Lively. Nice. More blakently. Blakently. Thank you. Super pump. That'll for work. Me. Go. Okay. Rebecca Hall. Okay. Mm. Um, her role felt one of the most important because technically it feels like unmasked, she is the person dealing with both sides the most. Yeah. And so she yeah. felt kind of like a glue and she's great. And my super, she's fantastic. My super pump, a lot of it has to do with just a Rebecca Hall appreciation. Trump sure. is because she's just really underrated. I think she's a great, great actress. I don't think she comes up a lot, but she should. She doesn't come no. up a lot. And she was just very, very good for this. I think in the way that like Meg Ryan plays this, like I can easily, oh, I could see a friend being in this rom-com role. She's got kind of like a down-to-earth vibe about her that just feels like mm-hmm. you know her. Rebecca Hall was great for that in this heist movie, in this high drama, because it was like, oh, yeah. shoot. I felt like my friend or relative was like going through all of this stuff. Yeah, and good There's call. so much asked of her at the reveal, right? You got to imagine when you're reading the script and you find out, okay, we know at some point she's going to find out that he is the one who was at the heist this whole time. Mm-hmm. That fear mm-hmm. yeah. and confusion when she's in the bathroom was pretty <laughs> yeah, gripping was and so it needed good. to be. So kudos, yeah. she's my super pump. I think she did so well. And I think there's an appropriate amount of her in this movie because she probably has mm, third most screen time, I think. Uh, maybe, behind, maybe second. Maybe second, because maybe even more than Renner. But yeah. it also has to, for I think one of the most tense scenes when we have Renner uh, on their date with them. At lunch. At lunch. Yeah, dude. That has to the be. Three of them together is electric. Oh, right, that gosh. has to be. And so there's this assumption maybe because Rebecca Hall is so underrated that she would be the one to have to step it up. But I think I think there was some meeting to her, honestly. She was... I I agree. I think they all probably had to rise to that occasion just a little yeah. bit. Because it, 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 it... Whoa. I just stepped on the verbal skateboard and it slipped out. <laughs> no, you good. Me. You good. You got it. Get back up on that Super horse. It, it is three three people really bringing it in that scene. And Super that, it's really she's fantastic. I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you called that specific moment yeah. out too because she's great. She's really I will say good. this has nothing to do with her. This is all script. The the uh, it'll be just like one of my sunny days is so ham fisted there at the very end that it, yeah. it does not feel like the good twist that it's supposed to feel like. Not twist even, but like the the sure. major like oh, she still cares. Right. Like if I was yeah. the police in that or the FBI, as soon as she said that, I'd have been like, what was that? What does that yeah. mean? Was that a code? What was <laughs> that? That's a code for that's something. That's more writing than. <laughs> than no, I should yeah, agree. I, that's what, it's got nothing to do with her. Yeah. Um, and then her the, accent work is a little a little wonky. In she's this not to supposed me. to be from. She's Boston. not from Boston. I know, but she doesn't sound like she's from America. Uh, oh, she's I, very British in real life, and it was slipping oh, through. I didn't the, even catch the, that. Yeah, I didn't either. The thing that that always slips through is anything in America. We say anything anywhere in America. We say anything, and other English speaking countries say anything, and she always says anything over and over in this movie and it drives me nuts um like, anything anything and if i know i could do for you i was i was ben affleck it was me working at the bank that i'm the one you kidnapped new zealand in there a little bit <laughs> doug you're gonna be in barney barney rubbo trubbo i'll never not think that's funny trubbo trubbo um I'm going to super dump now. It's like T-R-U-B-B-O. 
Trouble. There's an E somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to super dump now. And my super dump is simply the falling action is too short. Mm. The Fenway heist rules. Yeah. It is tense and exciting and it finishes and there's some strings that need to be tied up. Yeah. And we just take off at a dead sprint and tie up all our loose ends and then the credits roll. And we get two, exactly two, count them one, two shots of Florida at all. Yeah. Yeah. Which I also don't love that he basically moved to like a Riverside bungalow. Yeah. That's goofy. But that was a little bit like the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go out here where I can't hurt anybody. Yeah. It, it, the, His neighbor the is The falling Thanos. action of our movie <laughs> is just too fast. There's not enough meat. Yeah, I agree. And there's just more... There's more that needs said and done, I think, there to create a really satisfying ending. And I think that more than anything else, that is what keeps this movie from being the next echelon from whatever it yeah, is. Yes, totally agree. Totally agree. That's, it's a little, gosh, I'm trying not to super dump right now because we have to have stuff to talk about for the rest of the episode. I still have my super pump to talk about on the back half, but you, Carter's super dumped and pumped and you've already super pumped. So maybe we yeah. should hold on to it for just a yeah, little we'll bit. Yeah, we'll hang on to it. We'll Which is actually fine because uh, it is time actually right now. Look at that. To head on over to Shout Announcements. It's the Shout Announcements show. Welcome to Shout Announcements. Womp. It's the part of the show Sorry. where we give shout outs. I didn't have my, and I didn't have my tuba primed and ready. Yeah, where's you got to get your tuba ready, buddy. I got a shout out ready. Mm. And that shout out goes to Super Shazam Man <gasps> on iTunes. They've written... Five stars. Just recently was my one-year anniversary of listening to this podcast, and I am hooked. Such fun and wholesome content that gets me through long days of traveling. Subscribe to their Patreon for even more entertainment. It's Super Shazam Man's one-year anniversary of listening to this Whoa. podcast. And it is almost our four-year anniversary of making this podcast. Whoa. By the time we get to our fourth birthday, that's October 10th, we would love to get to 300 ratings on iTunes. We are pretty close. Uh, there's every chance that we're going to be there by the time this episode comes out. We're recording this well in advance, but you know what we need you to do is log on to iTunes, leave a review uh, that is hopefully just as kind as Super Shazam Man's one. Super Shazam Man even includes a call to action for us. I appreciate the help there, Super Shazam Man, encouraging people to subscribe to our <coughs> Patreon for even more entertainment. And I would mm -hmm. say Super Shazam Man has a slam plan. Nice. Mm. To sign up for our Patreon. We have that $5 tier. I'll start with the expensive stuff. That's uh, a persuasion tactic. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, we have the $5 tier with our Discord channel, uh, which has been a lot of fun. We have shared... Uh, most recently, uh, one of our favorite directors on this podcast, and a lot of our chunkies feel the same way, Denis Villeneuve basically poo-pooed mm -hmm. a little bit on something that we love. If you want to know what that something <coughs> was, go on to that $5 tier. And then obviously we have the $3 tier, which we've had for quite some time, almost two years now. Is that right? For our, for Patreon? Whoa, yeah. That'll be January. It'll be two and years. so there's a lot of content wow. in there. Uh, there's a lot of extra episodes. You'll have the Back to the Future two episode that came out most recently as we're going through that entire series. You'll also very importantly be able to have multiple votes 
for those series in which you get to decide what we review. And there's one coming up very soon. That's true. And it's uh, not only is it true, but it's spooky. Feeling a little nervous. Feeling a little, feeling, feeling a little like I should be checking behind my curtains and doors. You know what I mean? Because, because what if there's a what if there's a killer on the loose? That's right. It's Chunktober two. It's back. The big oh, spook. Boy. The big spook. It's 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 Whoa. spooky beyond all reason. And uh, look, here's the thing. This time, like Carter mentioned, it's a vote series. We want you to tell us which horror movies we're going to be talking about. And uh, make sure you participate in this one because you you are directly in control of the level of spooky scary. So if if you're if you're one of those who leans a little more uh, a little more tame in the scary category, if you're a little more uh, Friday the Thirteenth and a little less hereditary, this is your moment to take control and grab the reins and really yeah. really steer this boat, if you will. Um, and like like Carter said, if you're a patron, you do get a second vote. That's powerful, incredibly powerful. Truly. Just, just, just as powerful as all the money in Fenway Baseball Park from where, <laughs> from whence the Red Sox play their Fenway games, into which we return. Well, not immediately. All the money in Fenway Baseball Park doesn't even compare with the riches we're going to earn from this ad. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, it's time. To talk about how cool the bank robberies are. Very cool. The bank, the bank robberies. The bank robberies. Specifically. So you think crime? So you think crime is? Cool? I love crime. I can't. I can't Uh-oh. get enough of crime. Oh no! Did you know crime's bad though? Wait, what? How? Yeah, you can't. They you they won't let you. No, I these guys did it. So I don't know if well. that's. It was they were acting. They wouldn't let you in real life. I'm incapable of uh, telling the difference between real life and entertainment. So violent video games and movies cause me to do violence mm. onto people. It make it makes your brain drip out of your ears, turns you violent. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think I prefer the bank robberies to Fenway. I think I do too. Ooh. Ooh. I think I do too. Ooh. Really? Yeah, it's um, it's just so th- these. Did bank you think that would feel- be spicy? No, I've been. Here's what's spicy. I've been mulling over this for years, <laughs> and I think the town has revealed something to me. Tell me, tell me, tell okay. me, and I hope you're going to okay. say what I think you're going to say. Exhibit A. Uh, here, here's the two things. So, Fenway, I see more of Ben's face. Bank robbery. Even call it Ben. Benway. He has a mask on. Finway, he is side by side with Jeremy Renner and looks like he's acting. And Renner looks like he's just the role, if that makes sense. I don't think mm-hmm. Ben Affleck is a good actor. Okay. I really don't think Ben Affleck is a good actor. Okay. Straight up. 
Like I don't. That's valid. I don't think he has any chance of like winning an acting Oscar of any kind. He has next to no range. I think the ra- I, that's that's the part I will agree with. I think when you I think Ben Affleck is a one directional missile that, when aimed correctly, gets the job done. So Carter, does he fit alongside like a Nick Cage or a Keanu no, no, to no, no, you? No, no, where no. it's like not a not a good actor, but does one thing well. I don't even think Ben necessarily does that thing the best. It's like uh, not the best, just well enough. No, I I just don't think. I don't think he's a good actor. I can just see him trying is what's weird to me. I think yeah. even when he's put in a role that he's supposed to be in, it feels like he's constantly thinking about how much he needs to nail it, right? It's mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know. That's just what I, I keep picking up from him. I used to love Ben. There was a time where I probably would have said he was my favorite. And over the years, I have slid more and more to your side of this conversation, Carter. Like favorite actor of all time? Yeah, I think you say he was like a number one boy for a while. I think at the end of high school, beginning of college, I would have said that. Yeah. Wow. Um, but just as time has gone on and I have, I think, just grown an appreciation for subtlety and like a deft hand in acting. I think he has neither of those two things. Yeah, no um, way. But yeah, I, really? I, th- I just think as, as, yeah. as time has gone on, I, I land more on your side of this conversation. He's never somebody I am... Well, hold on. Let me let me say this correctly. Ben Affleck himself is not anybody I'm ever sad about being cast in something. However, recently, Ben Affleck being cast in something seems like a red flag. Been doing some stinkers lately. Yeah. yeah. He okay. Ben Affleck is. Uh, I've been playing some Mario Tennis. Okay. And you mm-hmm. can use this for almost any Mario like party like game. Certainly is Ben Affleck. The Bowser of Hollywood. It's like, listen, if you need him to, he's got this role, right? But the moment we try and dress him up to the theme, the moment we try and make him do something else, the moment we try and ask for a little bit more finesse than might be capable of him, can't do it. I think I think Ben Affleck incredible. Ben Yeah, this is exactly Ben Affleck is a brilliant star. And he is on the cover of all the games, of all the movies. He's brilliant. He is a bad actor. Because I I'm gonna think, have to mull this over, but the Bowser thing has got me quivering. I'm here's the thing that I think is so brilliant about him. I think he knows. I think he knows he yeah. because I think we don't get as much of as much as I would think like uh Rosamund Pike could be acting with a mannequin in Gone Girl and still have been the most phenomenal thing about it by a mile. Yeah. 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 She needed Ben. Ben knew what she needed, right? Ben knew what his buddy Matt needed. He made they made Matt the lead. I wonder if that was even mm-hmm. a question, right? He was like, Bet it wasn't. No, Matt. I get it. You're way more charismatic than me. You have to be Will, right? It can't be the other way. Their history totally changes if it's not the other way. Yeah. There's so never maybe a scenario Ben's where gift we is say self-awareness. Maybe it is. Maybe he knows. Does that make him a good actor? No. That he knows exactly what role he needs to slot into and slots into it in these ensemble movies. No, it makes him a good director. Very aware. Not a good hockey player over here, Carter Willis. Not good at it. Very aware that I shouldn't be on ice. Does not make me (laughs) an athlete. (laughs) Does not make me a good hockey player. 
Yeah. I think there's something to be said though for he is, I think you're exactly right, Jordan. That makes him a good director. Mm-hmm. And in those instances that he is self-directing. And a great writer. To say, yeah, self-directing writer. to say, hey, I'm not the main boy of this. Great. It's a good choice, Ben. The Bowser thing's tripping me up a little bit because I, st- I would put Keanu and The Rock and, you know, they're also The Bowser where it's like, if you tell me The Rock is going to be in this period piece about 1920s gangsters, well, it's always going to be Dwayne dressed can up I in tell a you suit this? suit. But they're the can warrior. I tell you this though? Bowser. Oh, they're the warrior. Very okay. interesting. Very interesting. Okay. <laughs> very interesting. Can I submit Actually, no that comment. Keanu Reeves is Waluigi? No comment on that. Yeah, I completely agree. They're the Wario. They're the like at least Waluigi. But at least they have a pretty defined role. They don't just go, oh, oh, oh. Like it's like. Yeah, that's true. Or they're the DK. (laughs) You know, it's like any Cena or Dwayne Johnson is DK. He's the leader of the bunch and you know him well. (laughs) He's He's finally finally back to kick some some tail. tail. His coconut gun. That's all I wanted to say was coconut (laughs) gun. <laughs> well, if it shoots you, it's gonna hurt. I do want to say that part as well. So that's all. Yeah, let it be known. And again, it's it took me a long time to get here, which means not necessarily it would take me a long time to actually think he's a good actor. But I sure I also wouldn't be surprised if he if he if he actually has something out there that exists. I just can't think of it right now. I think Argo. There's a lot asked of him. I kind of want to watch that again. I've never um, seen Argo. I was just saying to Callie that I need to watch that now. So sorting his projects by rating uh, on IMDb, we've got- You can uh, do his, that? Mm-hmm. His That's top is thing. Goodwill Hunting. His Well, his top is Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I, I don't think that we're going to count that for him. His top is Goodwill Hunting, then Zack Snyder's HBO Max's 4x3's Justice League. Ugh. Then Gone Girl, then The Last Duel, and then Argo. I bet The Last Duel is probably pretty good. I don't know, man. I can't, I cannot get over history, Matt, and history, Ben. They do not look like they Mm. belong there. They've got a very, very late 1900s, early 2000s face. Mm. Okay. I can respect that thought process. That makes sense to me. So back to the bank robberies because Ben's face is covered. I just think these are, um, you know, bank robberies, heists, all these things. They're so tense. So much um, like adrenaline in these scenes. So many things that can go wrong. I just really, really enjoy these bank robberies, specifically the bold 9 a.m. midday uh, armored truck robbery that ultimately culminates in the scene of the police officer looking away because it's four dudes with automatic Mm. rifles. What's he going to do? Four nuns. Four nuns, sorry. uh, With automatic rifles. That's a true story. Which is four nuns really did that? <laughs> yeah, four nuns, man. Wow, that's not very Christ-like of those sisters. <laughs> well, you know, sisterhood of the traveling vans. Okay, it's a work yep. in progress. Yeah, it is that. It's a work in progress. <laughs> I'm not happy with it, but it did come out of my face. Hey, it, so. It's the Ben. It's the Ben Affleck of this podcast. We're not happy with it. We can't really dress it up in any special way. Sure, but it's here. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy those. The Fenway heist is a ton of fun. I, I feel like I could feel the, like I could feel Ben's excitement to film something about robbing Fenway. Yeah, totally. I, I think I had the thought while I was watching it. I wonder if a large portion of the reason Ben wanted to make this movie so he could get back behind the scenes at Fenway. (laughs) Ben could have done that anyway, I think probably. I don't know. I don't know. 
it's not, I mean, it's a, it's a baseball club and they're pretty <laughs> tight lipped with security over That's there. That's true. That's a good point. Um, Doge, would you please super dump so that I don't, I'd like to bring the vibe back up. Yeah. With my pump versus down again with the dump. Might be spicy. Are we ready for this? Oh, well now I'm afraid that our pump and dump are going to go to war. Oh, yeah, no, it's not. To uh, war! <laughs> Jeremy Renner's non-verbals. The way he walks, the way he like, anything besides his lines that he's saying and his faces he's delivering them looks like a high school drama production of Guys and Dolls to me. Jeremy Renner's non-verbals wow. looks like he Googled <laughs> tough guy walk. And so then tried to copy that. Ball. Yeah, this one is, this one's got some heat on I it. like Jeremy Renner. The capsaicin. In this, in this role. He's a baby. A little tiny baby Jeremy Renner. He looks so young. Same Jeremy, age Jer- as Jeremy John Hamm and Ben Affleck. That's insane. He's just got a young face. He's got a baby face. He still his, does a little. He's got stewy yeah, eyes. His, his, <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to mess up your super dumb. It's just his his nonverbals are bad to me. Like it looks like it really does. It looks like he googled how how would a real tough gangster walk around? Oh, and just copied that. Well, I mean, the bad at the beginning. I, I think they get they get better as the movie goes. Yeah, don't back off. Impression. Don't back off. No, no, no. stand I, strong. Th- I'm standing strong. The first impression of it, he walks in the, into the screen and he's like doing his shoulders like this. Look, you can see me shrugging my shoulders. You can hear it in my voice too. He's like walking like this, and it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Where's your zoot suit, dude? You, what what movie is this? Zoot suit. <sighs> That's just tough, man. I don't so know. If you I can agree tell it's a that. real. It's a real spicy stinker when you guys have nothing to say about it. Well, like, but how do you argue? I have, lots, it's just I have wrong. lots to say about it, just, actually. I, it's just wrong. I just The only thing to say is, like, I don't agree. I don't know how to, like, point to, <laughs> right. like, yeah, but no, when he did this, this is more of like a... Well, I'll tell you how hard... It's a real discussion killer. How hard I disagree is that Jeremy Renner's my super pump for this movie. Oh! <gasps> oh. Literally every aspect of his performance is oh. so good. He is amazing as this um, loose cannon, wild card, scary friend that you don't really want to have around, but you definitely want to be in his corner. Um, Specifically the scene where he's got the gun out on Doug by the fence. um, And he's essentially letting Doug know if things go south, it's suicide by cop for me. I'm not going back inside. Yeah. Um, dude, he he's unreal in this movie. He's another person I feel like I could have used even more screen time from. Um, and now that we're having this open discussion, I think I'm realizing what I mean by that is less Ben, more Jer Bear. Um, Do we flip him? No. Okay. No. I, I want but the if roles we flip to stay him, But if we flip him, but if we flip him, Chris Cooper gets to be Jeremy Renner's dad. <laughs> it's all worth it for me at that point. Yeah, I'm fine with it. No, I... I just think Jeremy Renner is fantastic. I like Jeremy Renner almost always anyway. Um, I, I I typically really like him. I actually, I did see Tag, the John Hamm movie and Jeremy Renner movie we talked about. It's dumb and it's not a good movie, 
but it's pretty fun. And Jeremy Renner is hilarious. Um, I think that he is fantastic in this movie. I think that he is. Carter is sending slacks in the middle Carter of me talking. Us a picture of Jeremy Renner's eyes next to a picture of Stewie Griffin's eyes. And I'm here to confirm that they are identical images. I'm sorry. Carter has no I respect. I on both of the most. For my super pump. Disrespectful moments. <laughs> I'm Carter on Jordan's no side. I was debating on whether or not Renner was going to be my, my super pump. Yeah, he… I, I could wax poetically if we wanted me to, but basically what I'm saying is I really think he's fantastic. I think he totally deserved the Oscar. I don't know what he was up against that year, but I do think he deserved recognition for this role. I'll say that. I would need to see, this makes me just want to have you specifically point out these scenes to me, Doge, because I cannot even wrap my head. I can't even, I never thought once. You know what I'll do? I just think Doge has never been around a tough guy. He has no idea what tough guys are like. (laughs) I live my soft, my lily white life. All these never been around a tough guy. Doge you know has never do? seen I'll, a group of guys snapping at each other walking down a road. You know, I've never seen them pull out what I think is a switchblade, but it's just a comb. It's just a comb. To, they cycle back there. I've never been intimidated by a gaggle of greasers. <laughs> greasers. <laughs> they got cigarette uh, packs rolled up in their white t-shirts with their so leather you know what jackets. I'll do? Carter, I will. I will buy this on like Blu-ray or something. You're gonna rip I'll the rip scenes. it. I'll rip the scenes. I'll send you a montage of them set set to one of Jeremy Renner's many very good songs. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, really? Not so super pumpy anymore, huh? No, I stand by it. it. <laughs> you don't. So it sounds like you don't love everything about Jeremy Renner. Uh, <laughs> the winner for actor in a supporting role that year was Christian Bale in The Fighter. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he didn't deserve the yeah, win. There was Renner, Renner, Renner don't stand a chance else? against Renner, that. In that Renner same definitely category, deserves recognition, though. Jeffrey Rush in the King's Speech. Whoa. Ooh. That's a hard call. Renner is, Renner is for sure third place. But I still love what it. What a great year it's for good. the Oscars. Yeah, it's very good. <sighs> well, it is time to rate this movie using science. Um, insert a quippy joke about science right here. We're going to use a scientific cinema scale, which is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it and last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I just realized that I think forget it is probably our least utilized category. Yeah, that's true. But it's because forget it to me is like, I have to be personally offended by this movie. You know what I mean? Like I would, I would say like if it's a franchise killer, like the last season of Game of Thrones, I give it a forget it because that that retroactively means that I wasted my. But it can't investment. be God hath forsaken us because the rest of Game of Thrones still exists. Yeah, I hear what you say. It's like a very specific right. bullseye. It's got to be like a it. franchise killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that. I well understand said. that. Uh, I'm renting the town. I think it is um, a quality flick. It is crazy to me that I'm rating National Treasure higher than the town, but <laughs> much higher. On rewatch, we're a value. serious movie podcast. 
on rewatch value, if I'm just being honest with myself, after watching these three movies back to back, Town is third place, and it's it's really not a debate for me. Um, I like it's the town. Scary, I, which one of them is first place for me? I know uh, Oceans is my first place. It's one of my favorites. But yeah, me too. Definitely, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the town. The town is a rent. It's a solid rent, and it's a movie that I don't ever mind watching. But um, yeah, it's just. It doesn't live up to the peaks set by the previous two movies, and it's suffering in my brain because of that, I think. It's a rent for me, too, uh, for many of the same reasons. This is one of those literal, um, my HBO is HBO Max, even though this is on HBO Max, I am uh, sunsetting my HBO Max subscription. Uh, So I did rent it. I did rent it. Why are you sunsetting your HBO Max subscription? Because I'm going to start a new account with HBO Max. Mm. Start fresh without all that baggage. I am going to stream the town. Mm. I think this is a movie that, if you watch it in isolation, is better than, like, for us, we watch a lot of movies, like, at least at least two a week, usually. And if you if you could somehow manage to go a couple of weeks without watching a movie and then watch The Town and then go a couple more weeks without watching a movie, that's the ideal way to enjoy The Town because it's good. <laughs> Imagine. But it doesn't it doesn't stack up against many other things. Imagine someone describing you or one of your friends that way. <laughs> Ultimately, if you that's don't offensive. hang out with anybody. Ultimately, that's like if, not good. <laughs> if you if you become if you've been alone for like for a human month. connection and then you hang out with uh with Derek. And then you go a couple weeks without seeing anybody but Derek after that. Um, Derek's a pretty cool guy. As long as Doge is the only person you see that <laughs> month, you're going to love hanging out with Doge. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend like filling your calendar with like lunches or coffees with like other people if you're going to see Derek. Um, Derek's really best. Derek's really best sort of in a bubble. If you and Derek can hang out alone. He really shines as like a standalone friend. <laughs> Yeah, if, if Derek's the third entry into your friend series for the week, you're going to want to go ahead and hit pause on Derek, push him to the next week. You're going to forget Derek because your other friends are good, but Derek's a friend franchise killer. <laughs> Derek's Derek's a real franchise killer. A real Wednesday friend. <laughs> put him in the middle of your week. You can get through the week. Put him on hump day. You're going to be fine. Yeah, that's, that's Derek to a T. Oh, my gosh. Oof. I chose Derek because I don't actually know any Derek's in real life. I know Derek. He just texted me, asked, why are you being so mean? Why are you, why hey, why so are you mean? being mean to me? And you're like, I'll talk to you Wednesday. We don't know what we're talking about next week. But you do, listeners. But you do. Was there a B in there somewhere? Yeah, you I said do. you do on accident. <laughs> you do. Zoinks, you. That's my, that's my favorite cartoon dog who solves mysteries. I Gosh, just, Carter, we went for the same joke, but yours was faster. I just scratched a mosquito bite. Oh, it hurts so bad. Hey, the wheels are falling off. Those are the best endings to episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, we're doing uh, Chunktober 2 next week. Starts next week. Please vote. Go to our Instagram. The link will be in the bio. We need your vote. And if you're a patron, you get two votes. That's a shameless Patreon hmm. plug. Do it. We want you there. Um, actually, 
popping off some discussion in the Discord literally right now about Deathloop. If you're playing it and you have my phone number, get at me because it rules. I want to invade you. Um, Excuse me? You'd know if you played the game. (laughs) To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and a brief description of the way we would choose to rob a bank. Nice try, government. (laughs) (laughs) For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonderson. It would start like this. Approximately 10 years before I would be choosing to rob the bank, I would get myself employed at a vault manufacturer. I would learn the ins and outs of the vault. I would learn all the places that we shipped them to. Uh, I would learn how they, uh, where their weak points are, where their strong points are, the fastest way in and out, yada, yada, yada. Um, And then about six years into my employment at the company, I would just find a way to quietly and surreptitiously leave no extra attention. Uh, Nothing really, nothing stands out. I wouldn't be a great employee. I wouldn't be a bad employee. I'd just be middle of the road. Uh, I'd sit- A Derek, the bank Derek. A real Derek. I'd bide my my time for uh, four years, put together a crew of two or three other people that work at the bank. What? Find out their schedules, find out when they're around, when the manager's not there. And I would simply slip in as a vault repair technician Mm. using my old uniform. Just a wrench usually is all they hold. Yep. Yeah. I would I would make he- my way. I'm here to fix the vault. You something wrong with your vault? Hey, I'm here to fix it. It's a me, Vaultio. <laughs> I would come in, in and out, nobody gets hurt. The hardest part of the whole job, staying the exact same weight that I was for four straight years so that my uniform mm. still fits. Mm. That's where it gets you. I love Oreos too much. Jordan, it's not your vault. Whew. It's not your vault. It's not your vault. It's not your vault. Don't say that, man. (laughs) I'm Doge. And the way I'd rob a bank would go a little something like this. I walk up to the bank with a $50 bill. And I say, can I get this in two 20s and a 10? And they say, sure. But they accidentally give me three 20s. And I don't notice until I've already driven away. And then I'm sick with anxiety for a week until I go back to the bank and give them their $10 back. (laughs) I'm Carter. And uh, I'm going to... I like the idea of befriending somebody who works at the bank. But they're going to be left in the dark here. And this is probably going to be the only thing Mm -hmm. that I do because everyone's going to see my face. But I think it's going to be pretty brilliant because I'm going to act as if I am a producer of a movie. And this would be mm. a perfect set for this robbery that I'm trying to do. And so a lot of the investment would go into hiring a cast and a camera crew, legitimate camera crew, shutting down the bank on that day. Obviously, we can't have actual people in there when this is going mm-hmm. on. And mm-hmm. filming a scene. And though, uh, listen, we've spent a lot of our budget on the camera equipment and stuff. Obviously, we'll put it back. Uh, we've got somebody yeah. here. Don't worry. Uh we're going to actually kind of take the money out. I think there's a certain realism. You know, you would understand in the movie business, it needs to look real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Take all that money out and shoot it. Uh, and actually, obviously, all of it will be on camera, including my face. Uh, and then kind of shut it down with… Uh, I'm, this is when I'm going to need a little bit more fantasy. I need the thing that shuts down all the weapons in Fast or uh, in Hobbs and Shaw. Because oh, yeah. I, I've got to immediately oh, yeah. erase all of the camera stuff. Put them in a microwave. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it'll it'll be a movie, and then when I go to jail, I'll 
bring that stuff back. And now that movie actually can be in theaters. Very well produced. Yeah. Documentary slash actual film of me robbing a bank. Of you going to jail. And then going to jail. Carter goes to jail. I can't believe I forgot to to bring this up during the main part of the episode. But did you guys know that a real bank robbery happened while they were filming the 9 a.m. bank robbery? What? So they they had had to call local like Boston police to let them know, hey, we're filming a bank robbery. They have to do that to say like, hey, people might be like, yeah. hey, there's gunshots, people in nun masks and some vans. It looks like a bank robbery. We are filming today. And real bank robbers in Charlestown found out about the filming and planned a bank robbery for that same day so that cops would wow. be slow to respond. So Carter did it then, huh? Yeah. This is his confession. (laughs) For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.